just raise your hand and say, you know, we are united in our faith. Just say, I am united in my faith. I am united with those around the world. You know, um, right now, uh, there are many churches um, that are doing what we call Unite 714 or 714. And it's based out of 2 Chronicles chapter uh, 7 and verse 14. And many of you might know this. And as I uh, open this up, I'd like for us to all join. If you want to go to the website called Unite 714, and sign up. They'll give you a weekly prayer, and we're going to pray. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. You know, uh, I hope, you know, the, in the morning at 714, uh, there are many thousands of uh, church Goers, thousands of hundreds of churches that are united in prayer at 7:14 a.m. If you just get up and say, uh, you could get a, a prayer. Uh, um, there's a written prayer that you can get on Unite 714, 7:14, and then at 7:14 p.m. If you can come together and pray, I'm going to be praying this. I hope you come with me, and as a church, we are united to pray together to ask the Lord to forgive us of our sin. Um, thank you for all those that are tuning in. We, we bless you. But I want to give you a word today, and I won't be long, but just a, a, a word of encouragement, um, especially in this time. You know, I was thinking about speaking about faith, but I really believe that, you know, you know, my wife asked me, said, you know, honey, what do you think that people are needing and searching for at this time? And I really believe the word the four-letter word is hope. People are looking for some hope. Because, you know, um, as I quoted earlier, the Bible says to be anxious for nothing in Philippians 4 and verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, be thankful. In everything, come to God with prayer and make your request, supplication. You know, it says this. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. You know, that's Philippians 4 and 6. He said, you know, in this time, there's so much anxiety. But God says, don't be anxious. You know, that whatever right now, you can do your best, but don't be in fear. Like uh, uh, our praise uh, worship leader, uh, Pastor Jeremiah, and he's sitting in his car, and he was like coughing. Oh, my goodness, uh, I might have the coronavirus. No, you don't know. Maybe you just... The dust, maybe you're just clearing your throat. But, you know, sometimes we are just so gripped with this thing, news and all these things. Don't be anxious for something that you can't control. You can only control what you can control. And practice wisdom and practice social distancing and stay home. And, and there's a city ordinance and all these things. Those things are wonderful. And we want to obey the law of the land. But you know what? You cannot control anything beyond yourself. You cannot control it. And so, you know what? Just make your request. Say, Lord, I believe in your divine protection. I believe in your divine purpose. Amen? Today, I want to speak to you on uh, a subject called blessed hope. Blessed hope. You know, turn with me uh, to the book of Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. 
It says this in verse 11 through 14, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We are honored for your word never changes. You are our blessed hope. Lord, anoint the minds of those that are listening and the ears and their heart that they may understand and hear and receive and believe. We thank you, Lord, for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, um, I want to go back to 2 Chronicles 7.14. There are special words in there that I want us to be mindful of. The first few words is, if my people, if my people. God is not calling those that he doesn't know. He says, if my people who are called by my name. That, you know, when you are a believer in Christ, that God uh, uh, call you his people and that your name uh, is, uh, his name is upon you. He says, if my people. So he's bringing a challenge to all of us who are called by his name. And it says, we'll humble. You know, oftentimes uh, the Bible says that we are supposed to go boldly before the throne of grace. But we don't go there with arrogance. We go there with humility. Uh, I was listening uh, to a... A, a congressman uh, pray uh, in the Capitol uh, here in Texas. He was a congressman and he began to pray this prayer and he began to weep before the God and it was recorded. It, you can look it up. Uh, and he's a Texas uh, 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 congressman and, it, and he began to weep and ask God for forgiveness for being, uh, that our country is over $20 trillion in debt. Forgive us for uh, uh, ending innocent lives uh, and he forgive us for calling uh, uh, holiness and righteousness of marriage that now that we are looking at alternative lifestyle God, he was weeping before the Lord you know one of the things that we have to understand that God doesn't expect those that don't believe in him to weep and repent God expects his people to come and say God we are humble we we know that we are sinners we know that uh, that we uh, need you and that we are seeking your face and not just your hand that we are seeking your face and say God we've been so busy being busy you notice that that our life is so busy being busy I heard uh, this week that uh, a lady uh, said that you know what in this time uh, there were so many things that we wanted to do but we were so busy we want to have devotion with our family but there was always something else to do there were thousands of things that we do at this time God has allowed us an opportunity to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face you know I, even during this time I, I've been home and I've been thinking I said God talk to me I want to get back 
to when we first started, that you and I are one-on-one, -on -one, that we begin to pray. I'm, I'm sitting in my home office, and I begin to say, God, speak to my heart. Break me for the things that break your heart. Sometimes, in, even in ministry, we get so busy about ministry, and we are not doing the things. We are not seeking God's guidance. We are not seeking God's face. We think that we are because we're like, well, I'm a Christian. I know what to do. Uh, God told me, bless God, I'm going to do it. Even for me, the things that I did and have done, and those things are great, and maybe you've done it, but God is saying, you know what? Come back to me. Find me. Don't so get so busy about being busy. You know, as Americans, we, we work hard. We strive, and we do things. We are ambitious, and we are a great nation. But God is saying that don't forget me because our national motto is, in God we trust. You know, do we really trust God? Do we really seek him? Are we really humble before God? Are we really saying, God, it's not about me. It's not about the resources. It's not about the government, but it's really about you, that God, our nation, really trusts you. Do we really trust God? Or we just say that on Sunday. Or we just say it uh, uh, in front of people. But do we really trust God? Do we really trust God? And he says that if my people who are called by my name will humble. We got to be humble. We got to be humble. We've got to know that we cannot solve this. We have to know that our own strength cannot resolve this. I mean, even young people who are affected by this uh, virus, uh, they're succumbing. Their, their physical strength has failed them. Uh, uh, the w people that have great wealth, it's failing them. People that are famous, this virus is causing them to fail. Their physical body is limited. We have to humble Ourself and say, God, I am merely a man. You know, oftentimes we, we don't search out God. You know, I, I, I have some friends that are pastors, and they said, you know, what really got them is in this time, it seems like people aren't thirsty and hungry for God. You know, it's almost like a, a world vacation. You know, everybody's on break. Everybody is on break. Everybody is slowed down. You know what? All the events, all the sports, all the great things that we are distracted by, God says, you know what? If you need help being humble, I'll help you. Did God give this, make this virus? No. Did he allow it? Yes. It happened. He knows that it's going to come. But he gave us a break to say, God, what I realized is all of our technology, all of our intelligence cannot even defeat this little virus. We can't. That the greatest economy, the greatest military, the greatest technological country cannot defeat it. We got to be humble and know that our life is in God's hands. 
We have to pray and ask God. And there's many people who say, well, bless God. I don't need, uh, I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. Maybe you're not concerned. Maybe you've got everything you need. But what I want to tell you is this, that for us to be healed, we have to ask God for forgiveness and say, God, if we seek your face and uh, we ask you to forgive our sin, then you will hear us and heal our land. What we really need today is God to heal our land because in a moment, in, he can snap his finger, he can speak a word, and everything will be back to normal. The virus will instantly die. Miraculous things can happen. But we first have to humble and seek his face and pray and ask for forgiveness. I think one of the things is it's always up to the church. In the history of time, it's always been up to church to bring hope. It's always been up to the church to give people a, an answer to the unknown. We are people of the light. We are not afraid of the dark. See, maybe you're right now and saying, Pastor, man, I am. I don't know what to do. My, my, I'm on furlough. I'm, la I'm laid off. I don't, my money, I'm worried about that. My sales are down. Maybe you're a salesperson. I have a, I have a family member, a nephew, that, you know, he's in the food industry, and, and he says, you know what, all the restaurants are closed, and I can't, I can't give them food. I, I work for a distributor, and, and my accounts have been over 60% down. Uh, uh, you know, all these things are happening, and I tell him like this, that, but God is your source. God is the answer to you. Why are we hoping in God? Because God never changes. He holds the world in his hand. I want us to look at Titus. It's for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Today you, you might be asking, say, Pastor, you know that this time of life, it's hard, and I, I don't get it. But you know what God says? He says that, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Maybe you need salvation today. And I'm not talking about just in your soul, but you need God to intervene in your home. Maybe God needs to intervene and save you from your situation. You need the grace. That word grace means unmerited favor. That means God's blessing needs to hit your home so that you can be saved from your situation. Maybe you're financially in straits because these last couple of weeks have been a burden to you. But God says that my grace will bring you salvation. You need to cry out to God and say, God, you are my blessed hope. See, this is a time that God says, you know what? My salvation, my grace is already there. All you have to do is ask me. And he says that his grace that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. Come on, everybody. If we are really truthful and if we are really humble, we would say that we all have worldly lust. True. There are things that we want. There are more things that we want. I remember many years ago that I was working for a company and one of the uh, 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 vice presidents was talking to me, and he was very wealthy. You know, I would consider very, very wealthy. He was probably worth about 20 plus, $30 million. That's a lot of money, y'all. That's pretty wealthy. When you have 20, $30 million, 
uh, that's pretty wealthy. And I remember he was older and, and he was uh, beyond uh, um, retirement age of 65. I think he was at 68 at that time. And he had been, he had been a very successful businessman and, 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 and he, he had, uh, uh, had companies and sold them, but yet he still was back into the business world and he was part of this company I was working for. And I said, you know why? Why would you do that? I asked him, I said, how come in your age you don't go out and do other things and, and, and why are you investing and getting business? Don't, you know, all the money you have made, isn't it enough? And you know what he said to me that shocked me? He said, it's never enough. I was like, wow. He said it was never enough. It, there was always more. And I said, but, you know, you're older now, and how much more do you really need? And see, all of us have worldly lust. Maybe it's not money, but maybe it's something else. Maybe you're after someone else or, or trying to be something else, and it causes you to not seek God's face. And God says that we, sh and, and we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. You know, in this time, it is a perfect opportunity for us to live a godly life. You know, we have members in our church here that are older, and we have younger, and, and, and you know, uh, I remember asking a young lady in our church to come and drop off something for one of our elders, and she just said, Pastor, I got it. I got it. Don't worry. I said, do you need money? I got it. You know, and, and she, she's part of the church. She sings on the praise team, and you saw her today. And, you know, she said, I got it. Don't worry about it. You know, that is living a godly life. That is saying that, God, I am ready for good work. Maybe today you say, Pastor, I'm older. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck here. I'm a senior. Uh, maybe you're, you're stuck because uh, you're a single parent and, and you have to take care of these kids and they're not going to school and you can't work. And you say, where is God? But he says that if you deny ungodliness and worldly lust, live soberly, righteously, and godly, he says, looking for your blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior. You know what he's telling you? Is when you do those things, you start looking for your blessed hope. You start looking to see the miracles that God will provide. You start looking for ways for God to intervene. You start looking for ways to say, God, you're my hope. Because obviously, we are hand-tied, even in the medical industry. They can't figure this. They know what it is, can't figure out how to solve it. And so we have to look at our blessed hope. Our blessed hope is in Christ. Our blessed hope is in him. I want to give you a couple of things that remind you of, is that, one, God never changes. You have to make that in your heart and say, God, I come to you humbly because I know you never change. The second thing you, I want to remind you is that God is all-powerful. That in a, just by his spoken word, let there be light, there was light. God is all-powerful. First of all, God never changed. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Secondly, he's all-powerful. Thirdly, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. Fourth, 
The Bible says that in Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. You know, the fourth thing I want to tell you this, start invoking the name of God. Jesus Christ. Start invoking Jehovah Jireh. You're my provider. You need peace? Jehovah Shalom. You are my peace. You need guidance? Jehovah Aroe. You need healing? Start invoking Jehovah's name as a healer. Start calling upon the name of God. The Bible says that when I cry out to you, Lord, you hear and answer me. You know, many times in this time, I... This week and the last couple of weeks, I've been calling on the name of God. I said, God, I don't know what's going on. Even my family, they're asking me, my kids, I say, God, Dad, is this the end times? Is this going on? What is going on? And I say, all I know is God is still in control. The fifth thing I want to leave you with this is God is graceful. I don't know where you are in your life, but this is not a time to... Screen your calls, as a pastor said. You ever, you ever have, has it ever happened to you? I, I was listening to a pastor, and he said that he was at a big event, and he was with his wife, and, and I've done this, and he gets a phone call, and it's shaking in his pocket, and he looked at it, and he just kind of declined. And then he gets that call again, and I, how many times has any of us? He looked at it, he declined again. And his wife said, who keeps calling you? He goes, well, I'm busy right now. I can't really talk to him. He knew who it was. And then the next thing you know is he gets a text. So he looks at the text from the person that called him and said, why are you screening my call? I'm looking right at you. And you know what he didn't realize was his friend was at the same event, but it's such a big event that his friend saw him, but he didn't see his friend because they were sitting in a different row. You know, oftentimes, I want to, a story like that reminds me to tell you something. God's grace is upon you because he said that right there in Titus, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to ye, all men. That word men there means humanity. You know, God's grace and his salvation is right there for you. But are you going to screen him out? Are you going to decline that tugging in your heart today? Are you going to say, you know what, God? I can handle this. This too shall pass. You know, I've got enough money. I've got enough resources. Maybe you do, and, and maybe you have enough paper products. But I can't, you know, maybe you have everything you need. But there is something in your heart, and oftentimes we are so busy and we screen God's calls. We say, no, not right now, not today. Maybe that's you today, and, and saying, you know what, I wanted to hear. But your blessed hope is in him. Because if you invite him into your heart in this time, if you invite him into your home, if you invite him into every corner of your life, I promise you, he will become your blessed hope. Your blessed hope never changes. Your blessed hope holds the world in his hand. Your blessed hope is almighty. Your blessed hope 
gives you favor when you don't deserve. You know, I encourage you today, wherever you are, take a moment. Close your eyes. Bow your heads. And just say, Lord Jesus, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know that you're my blessed hope. I don't know what's happening, but I know you're my blessed hope. Maybe that's you today, and you don't know the Lord. Maybe you're far. Maybe this gives you an opportunity. But I want to tell you, there is so much hope in God. God says that you are going to be the head and not the tail, that he knows the very hair that is on your head. He knows every strand of hair on your head. There is hope in God. He is your blessed hope. That salvation and grace and mercy will be there for you. Don't screen him out. Don't, don't just, oh, I don't want to take his call. Maybe that's you right now. Maybe you need to hear this and say, Lord, I'm coming. Lord, help me to pray more. Lord, help me to seek your face. Help me to be humble before you at the foot of the cross. Help me to look for you first. Maybe that's you today. You're so used to doing things your way, but will you humble yourself and say, Lord, I let go. I let go and I give myself away. I let go and I give you my life because you are my blessed hope. This, the Bible says that heaven and earth may pass away, but you, you are the word. The word of God will never pass away. I want to leave you with that today, that God is your blessed hope. I'm praying for you. Stay connected with us. We do a weekly Bible study on Wednesdays. You could join us via the Internet. God bless you today. Lord, I pray that wherever every person that's watching me, listening to my voice, that you become their blessed hope, that you allow them to feel your presence. That, God, you speak to their heart. Speak to them today. Speak to their families. Allow them to spend time with you. Let your presence fill their heart, their home. Let your presence fill their children's heart. Lord, I bless them. I bless them in your name, which is Jesus the Christ, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. See you next time.